Welcome, everybody, to Unleashing Your Great Work. On this special 10-episode series, we are focused on resilience. What is it? How do we get it? And if we've lost it, how do we get it back? So listen in, because we know that great work is so much more dependent on your resilience than it is on your hustle. Welcome, everybody, to Unleashing Your Great Work. On this special holiday episode, I'm super excited to talk to Avital Spivek. She's an online tech coach. She's an educator and a computer engineer. For the past 15 years, she's been breaking the myth that people who did not grow up with technology can't get comfortable with it at any age. She is also a martial artist, multilingual, and enjoys helping her clients from everywhere around the world get unstuck with the tech so they can make more money in their business fast. Welcome to the podcast, Avitel. Hey, Amanda. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you. So we like to start every podcast with the same question, which is tell us a little bit about your great work. All right. So my current favorite great work Mm -hmm. is about helping people who didn't grow up with technology be successful in their digital life Uh and business. Because a lot of people who have businesses now need to be more online. They need to use emails and files and funnels and social media maybe and whatever it is that's necessary to connect with their clients these days. Mm -hmm. And not everybody can do it easily or comfortably or enjoy it. Yeah. That's what's important to me to really make it something that a person feels good about. And why, why is that important to you? It feels like a need that you're absolutely meeting, but what is it about that need that feels to you like it's the work that matters? It matters because I believe that um, wisdom is with age as well Mm. as with youth. Yeah. Wisdom in youth, there's wisdom in age, and to be successful in the world as a as a world, they need to come together. Mm-hmm. And as long as we speak in different channels, we're missing something really, really important in terms of being able to speak with each other and learn from each other. Hmm. And when I help the uh, population speak with each other... Mm. Things really happen because people's hobbies, people's uh, life wisdom, people's family business, relationships, uh, a business they've been growing forever can still be very relevant to younger people. Mm -hmm. But as long as we're not on the same social media or we're not using the same uh, effect, this, this is not going to happen. And there's nothing really stopping us other than our ideas about what's possible and what's not. Oh, that's interesting. So what um, what got you interest, personally interested? There's this sort of philosophical stance, which I agree. Um, but how did you find your way into this? Did you struggle with technology and overcome it? Or did you experience something that you realized like, this is really important and I need to be a part of the solution? How did you find your way into this work? Mm, that's a great question. There's a few layers. One of them is my connection with my grandmothers when I was younger. Do tell. I received so much 
from my grandmothers. Mm. They were very different from each other, mm-hmm. but uh, they were good friends of mine. And whenever I was struggling, I had somebody to speak with mm. and also learn a lot of things. One of my grandmothers was a craftsperson mm-hmm. and anything I wanted to make, <laughs> uh, I could make with her starting from very young age. And I, I believe that's part of what got me into engineering. Eventually. Really? Crafting? Yes. Building oh, things. Building Wanting things. to know how they work. Uh-huh. Seeing how they come together, how they come apart. Yeah. Uh, so that's a big deal. And um, then later I could see that I have a gift for <clears throat> showing people how to do things very simply. Mm. So people said, I can't believe you're an engineer. You explained it with just normal words. <laughs> <laughs> me that was natural I Uh you know I didn't necessarily expect that that would be a thing Mm -hmm. but I found out that not everybody can show Mm -hmm. and part of the communication I like like my bio says I speak various languages and for me computer lang is just another world with a different language Mm. and when I can translate for people Really, all the life skills, that's what I found out that with the more senior population, all the life skills are still valid. They just need to know how to translate them to make them work here. And when I translate for them, suddenly they move really fast because it's not about teaching every little skill Mm. there is. That's amazing. It seems like like what you said there about, you know, computer language being just another world with just another language is like, it really seems to point to me, like to the through line of at least the part of your great work that I've heard about so far, which is about like, we have all these people who are perceiving all these differences, whether it's like their tech ability differences or age differences, generational differences, skill-based differences. And what you're noticing, tell me if I'm wrong. But what you're noticing is that it's all very similar, actually, when you can translate across using the languages, when you can help them bring those languages together. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's meaningful. So well. I love it. I really, really. I call it computer land. You know, let's go go to this new world and see how things work there. And you'll be, it's. I love that it takes away the feeling they have of inadequacy, right? It's not about like you don't have the skills and you're old dog and you can't learn new tricks. It's more just like, well, you just don't speak the language yet. Here's the, here's the decoder ring. Here's the, here's the like dictionary of terms or whatever. And then the human experience of being a problem solver, an innovator, a, a contributor, uh, an insightful person those drop into any language and yes. add value. Yes. Mm. And then you get to really do what you like. Yeah. Computer land. Instead yeah. of just thinking, oh my God, I'm in a you know strange place and I don't know what I'm doing. No, you still have all your value the way you ah, just yes. described so well. Mm-hmm. We just need to make it click here. Yeah. So you can be yourself in here. I love the point you made about how if our older generations don't find their way into computer land. Is that what you called it? Computer land. (laughs) (laughs) We are at such a loss. We've lost so much 
if that voice isn't there in those conversations, in those spaces. Oh, I love it. So good. Yes. It's, it's a pretty good transition to our holiday episodes are focused on resilience. And so one of the things that is, you know, just core to this podcast is the idea that this kind of work, the work, it's like, it's meaningful, it's personal, it's, it's, we want it to leave a legacy behind us. We want it to connect to people we value. It's our great work. And that that kind of work really depends way more on your resilience, your ability to bounce back, feel good, get excited, way more on that than it does on hard work and doing a lot and pushing through and grinding away. And the question I'd like to ask you is, how do you personally, you're an entrepreneur, so sounds like you probably work pretty hard. And I'm sure you've reached the point of like, I'm, I can't even with this right now. So <laughs> what do you do when you get to that point? How do you rebuild your resilience? So the answer starts from, I've actually learned to rebuild my resilience before it goes that bad. Yes. I preach that. <laughs> preach it. <laughs> I do my best to catch it before it's there. Yeah. Not to say that I never get there. Sure. But uh, my martial arts is a big part of it. Hmm. I make sure I move. Yeah. I breathe. I care about something that is uh, at the core of human being. Mm-hmm. And when I connect with that, I make sure to do something a few times a day. I don't sit at the computer the whole time. Nice. Yeah, because if I'm just focused, focused, focused on one thing or two things, it doesn't work well. I have to connect with the world around me, with mm -hmm. people around me. Uh, to move from martial arts to something else, there yeah. is uh, my connection with trees. Oh, yes. Tell me about your connection. Well, first, wait, before you I tell me about the trees, yes. what kind of martial arts do you do? So uh, the martial arts I do is called Shenxing Wuchan. It's okay. Chinese martial arts, Kung Fu, Tai Chi, and Qigong. Oh, okay. And the special school that I'm in actually works energy, which is really the source of mm. I get more energy, uh, not just before and after conflict, but during conflict, which is a very, very special method. It's called... Uh, energy independence or energy fitness oh that's interesting um, so yeah it's a the school is called the fire mountain school uh-huh it's in uh new york and new jersey uh, i'm saying this is the main source of my resilience and my ability to uh keep going yeah forever. do you feel like learning martial arts specifically martial arts that are sort of energy focused has helped you i think one of the things this is my theory one of the reasons it gets so bad before we sort of wake up to it is that we're not aware of our energy when it's high, when it's low, when it's seeping out, you know, and then forget knowing what to do with low energy, even just knowing that you have it before you have ground yourself into a bloody pile of just grit <laughs> is hard. So do you feel like your martial arts has helped you develop that awareness? And is that part of why it's possible to keep it at bay? Yes. Mm. Yes. Energy fitness, like any other fitness, it's you track where you're at and you need mm. to make sure to mm. work it and and be uh, have enough energy, have be energy beyond the demand that's coming from life. 
Mm. You need to be really fully charged and uh, have a surplus because grit is when you don't have enough energy to meet the demand. Mm -hmm. You have to deplete yourself to get there. Yeah. Pushing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But pushing like that really has a, you know, short lifespan. Yeah. And it's your life (laughs) that you're squeezing out of it. (laughs) Your life, your life force. Yeah. The people around you that that get damaged. And uh, when you're able to track your energy, you're very much on top of it in terms of tracking your energy, knowing where you're at Mm -hmm. is the first step to being able to do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I bet the fact that you keep your energy healthy is part of why you're great at explaining difficult things in easy terms, because that requires innovation and problem solving and like objective idea connecting, which really requires a lot of resilience. Requires a lot of resilience and a lot of energy. Absolutely. Yeah. But then when, when I'm low energy, I will not have access to those abilities. To That's right. Right. And then, and then great work begins to fail. That's the reason why great work. You can continue to sit there adding data to a spreadsheet long past when you should have probably gone to bed. But are you? can you really be problem solving and innovating and there for someone and feeling their frustration and helping them manage their energy? No, you cannot do that if you are already completely depleted. And that's really the work that you're doing with them. Yes. Mm. Yes. Fueled so by good. energy. Yeah. Now I want to hear about the trees. Uh, hiking is something that I'm passionate about and I found out that just being around trees is something that's uh, reviving my energy as well Mm. why do you think that is what's your theory I don't have one I just saw that uh, when I'm around trees and they can be alive or they can be dead Really? Like you can hold like a log and feel good? I don't know. It's kind of like a conversation. And sometimes mm. if it's a hiking trail that I've been on many times, it could be a tree that I knew when it was alive and growing and oh. now it's fallen and I still speak with it. So mm. that's uh, that's something that helped me in very low times in my life and before I knew anything about Adding energy at will. Trees uh, mm. gave me energy when I didn't have it. Oh, wow. That's great. So that's actually a great sort of tip during these days, for these holidays, right? We have a minute. We don't always have a minute, but right now we do. So that's something before you could go like become a martial artist, you can go into a forest and just be there. What do they call that? Forest bathing. Just being in the presence of life and I don't know, photosynthesis and birds and wildness and um, the chaos of nature that, you know, actually has a lot of purpose to it. Yeah, nature is very resilient. Indeed. Thank goodness. Yeah. Because we're doing our best (laughs) to take it down. Yeah, because it really shows you that the the details are not the most important, but Mm. keep going and keep growing. And when a tree falls, you start seeing the mushrooms, you know, sprout ah. on it. And you can start seeing the the younger tree grows from, you know, the decay of the old tree. And you mm-hmm. see nature is in, in its full resilience. It's really. It's very inspiring. Inspiring. Yeah. Ah, 
I love it. Well, you know, I think, first of all, I wish I had more tech problems because then I would be like, I have a reason to like reach out and talk to you. But um, I bet others, I bet I'm not the only one who's sort of inspired and you seem, you just seem really grounding, right? Like, I guess that's a tree thing too, like just very deep roots. Like they sort of emanate from you, which I appreciate. So if others are feeling that too, what can they do to find you, to work with you, to learn more about you? What can they do? So my website is uh, vitalweave.com because mm-hmm. I weave together all the vital oh, parts that you have in a way it. that really works for you all together. Love it. We'll put uh, the link to that in the show notes so that it's exactly right. Excellent. I have a bi-monthly Q&A where you mm-hmm. can come and ask me questions or meet me. Oh, that's a great, that's a great opportunity. And uh, we'll have those uh, links for you. Show notes. Uh-huh. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Perfect. You know what, Avital? I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on this holiday episode and sharing your perspective because I think it was like pretty transformational. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure meeting you. You too. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, you've got to check out the Great Work Community. The Great Work Community is where change-making entrepreneurs make drama-free progress together. Come on over for a co-working, accountability, coaching, and just-in-time courses. Check out The Great Work Community. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Unleashing Your Great Work. I hope you are feeling inspired to recharge. If you'd like to turn resilience into legacy, grab a copy of my book, Great Work. Do what matters most without sacrificing everything else. You can get it wherever you get books.